Andy Bush here with another Hometime Show podcast. Flying solo this week because Richie is on his holidays. And if you follow him on Instagram or on Twitter, you'll see that he was sat out on the beach with his wife Natalie and his little lad Rocco and got surrounded by very intimidating nightclub bouncer-esque seagulls almost trying to push him off the beach. Again, another example uh, that the, the birds are trying to take the planet from us. They're waiting a swoop. And, and this incident desk that we run on Home Time is open 24-7. If you have any visual evidence that birds are milling around and about to strike, because their move's going to come any minute now. Genuinely, you can just feel it. Seagulls, as we said on the show before, they've left the coast. They're not interested in the seaside anymore. They're milling around our transport hubs, ready to act. It's kind of some form of avian blitzkrieg. Make sure you email the show. You can email us hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Right, without further ado, it's tonight's show. Enjoy. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Andy Bush here with Hometime. It's Absolute Radio on a strangely kind of muggy and steamy Tuesday, like a stormy, weird weather. That kind of weird weather that makes the top of girls' hair frizz up. Like Mountain Mist, do you know what I mean? Hope you're doing okay. I uh, hope you've had a good day so far. So for me, right, today, this is how my day's panned out. I went to the post office, then I went to the bakery and bought some baguettes. Then I went to the park to meet some friends for a coffee. And on the way back, I thought to myself, do you know what? My day has panned out exactly like a scenario from a GCSE French textbook. Do you remember that? Something like Tricolore. Something set in La Rochelle. But it is, it does seem like a, some form of a languages scenario. So look, all I want to hear from you today, first hour of the show, if you've done anything that could be straight out of a scenario, a hypothetical scenario from a language, languages textbook from school, get in touch with the show. GMC on Twitter says, uh, you need to tell Pascal that you enjoy disco dancing to make the day complete. The night is still young. I'll give him a bell later on. Uh, Lee says, if you need directions to a German train station, I'm your man. Uh, This is another side to this. If you want to offer your services in terms of a very niche bit of language that you still have left in your your head from your days of doing GCSE, Lee there with uh, German train station intel, get in touch as well. And Matt Batterson just tweeted to say he this evening is going to be writing to his pen pal in La Rochelle. I was just talking about my day earlier on, busy old day. I went to a bakery, went to the post office and then went to the park to meet some friends for coffee. Sounds like a scenario from Tricolore, the French GCSE textbook that you would have had if you're of a certain age. Although I was just speaking to our producer Nick during that last song, asking him if he remembered the Tricolore textbook, which he doesn't. He he was a... um, secondary school and uh secondary school in sorry nick please intervene here very quickly just to shout in what year were you in secondary school 2011 oh my lord 2011 what is going on what is going on anyway let's just put that aside if your day-to-day has resembled something that could be a scenario from uh, an old school gcse uh languages textbook get in touch tamsin says she's been around to go and pick up a kilo of peaches fantastic bit of french knowledge there uh, Oliver says, I'm going to the supermarket to buy cheese and ham. Then I'm meeting Pierre to find out about his weekend. Pierre is cool. He plays the guitar and has an older brother called Claude. Cambo says, did you know, Bush, that the French wear socks and sliders? Says it all. Let's not reopen that one with Leona, thanks very much. We, we've kind of patched things up. Let's just keep everything amicable for the remainder of the week. Sharon says, I'm having a coffee, then going to the library, and then on the way home, I will buy more milk. Fantastic bit of French GCSE textbook scenario work there. Arjun says, I'm going to ask a local where the nearest swimming pool is and whether it is open or not. Specifically French tricolore scenario going on there. 
Uh, and, and a little gag that's just come in. It's Tuesday afternoon. Hick says, uh, Bush, I met my old French teacher a while back and she asked how I was. I told her, me and my brother go to the cinema. Loving your work this evening. You're on four. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Thank you to everyone who put comments in yesterday on the show uh, asking how I was getting on with the video game that I was downloading. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 was the video game. Uh, it downloaded last night after the show. So that was two days, two solid days of trying to download the damn things. Unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. But uh, thank you for your comments. Yes, I have been playing it a little bit earlier on just before the show. Um, didn't have very long on it. It's set in the Wild West, but I spent 30 minutes cleaning me horse. That's not a euphemism. It's just some parts of the game are quite mundane. I think they want it to be really realistic about life in the 1800s but in some places it's kind of like a wild west dad simulator like a lot of cleaning the horse might wash the horse on a sunday chatting to people about the best roads to take yeah what i normally do is take the dirt path then get onto the a5 etc but i'll keep you posted how i get on but i've not been spending all my time doing that uh, I've also been doing this. I've got loads of cheesecake ramekins lying around the house from eating too many desserts over lockdown. So I've decided to try and do something constructive with them. Uh, as I did yesterday, every day, to honour a station from the Absolute Radio family, I'm going to be painting an artist that they play onto one of the ramekins and kind of immortalising them through the world of home crafting and home excessive chocolate eating. Uh, yesterday, I painted Adamant onto the bottom of a ramekin. I'm sure he'll be over the moon. Uh, celebrating absolute 80s today i thought we'd do absolute radio 60s so it's over to you because you guys get to choose you you voted yesterday which 60s artists which artists that we would play on absolute radio 60s our little brother digital station do you think i should paint on to a ramekin during the course of the show and why uh, you choose it and i'll paint it whilst the songs are on uh, lots going on already we're just in the first hour of the show i've been talking about whether your day might be something that would resemble a scenario in a gcse french textbook someone's just tweeted to say tricolore they still use it in schools that's amazing long live la rochelle i'm sure there's a better french way of saying that and then dave says bush the opposite of being a scenario from a French textbook. I saw a monkey in a tree earlier on. Could I find a Frenchman to tell him? Le songe, le don, le arbre. Could I hell? That's a nightmare, isn't it? That one scenario you've been waiting for. And I apologise for that French pronunciation. I don't know if that's how you actually technically say there's a monkey in, the, in a tree. Actually, to be honest with you, I've just read that out. It could be any French. I don't know, do I? I just have to trust Dave on that one. That's just how I roll on this show. Uh, meanwhile, I need your help voting for who I'm going to paint onto the back of this ramekin. I've got loads of them in the house because I can't stop eating goo chocolate desserts. I'm a disgrace. Uh, so I thought, let's do something useful with them. Every day this week, honouring a different station in the Absolute Radio family. Tonight, it's Absolute Radio 60s. Some proper legends there. Who am I going to paint? I did Adamant yesterday. Groot says, you could do something pretty psychedelic with Jimi Hendrix. Good point. Maybe guitar on fire or something like that. Joel says, Pete Townsend. Ali says, Dusty Springfield. Every ramekin needs a beehive. You're absolutely right. And Bernadette says, what about Tom Jones? It depends what era Tom we go for. Obviously, he kind of came to light in the 60s, but the modern era one, he looks like he's been covering himself in Brasso. Have you seen the, seen the colour of him recently? 
either way, I'm very close to making a decision. I'm going to be actually painting it whilst this show's on. But of course, concentrating. Have your say now. Who's it going to be from the 60s to celebrate our little brother digital station? Uh, late bid for Engelbert Humperdinck from Thomas. Thank you very much, Thomas. But I'm not going to go for that. A load of people have pointed out, uh, almost like it's destiny, that it's Ringo Starr's 80th birthday today. So I'm going to paint him. Ringo Starr, over the next few songs, I'm going to paint him on the bottom of this chocolate cheesecake ramekin and immortalise him. I'm sure Ringo would be over the moon. What a fantastic birthday present that is. And what an honour for Absolute Radio 60s. Watch this space. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. If you've got the tea on at the moment, you might be interested in this. Uh, my friend Joe Thomas is having his tea right now, cooking it like most people are. And he's pushing the boat out. He's having fish fingers for his tea tonight. Sometimes it's just nice to have fish fingers. It takes you back to those, those teas you would have had when you got in from school, still wearing your school uniform. Quite old school, a bit retro, do you know what I mean? But here's the interesting thing. He's just tweeted a photo of how the fish fingers have just landed. He's kind of dropped them a little bit like a game of Yahtzee onto the uh, baking tray as he's putting them in the grill to do them in the oven. And they've landed in a really mysterious kind of Aztec symbol type way. It's quite hard to describe on the radio. I would urge you, if you're anywhere near Twitter... Have a little look. I've just tweeted a photo of them at Bush on the radio if you follow me on Twitter. Or if you're near our Facebook page, facebook.com slash absolute radio, they're arranged in a very unusual way. So the question is, do you think they could be transmitting a secret message? Is there a hidden meaning? Uh, what I need you to do is to look into the fish fingers and ask yourself the question, what are they saying to you? Already people are having their say on Facebook at the moment. Amory says, there's a line of symmetry going straight down the middle of the centre fish finger. Uh, Chrissy says, the four on the outside are clearly bullies. because They're kind of pushing the middle ones in, it's true. Uh, Michelle says, it's clearly a map of where Atlantis is located. And hi to Lloyd, who says, is that the bit where the Beatles cross the road to Abbey Road? Unbelievable. Could be. There's some form of message going on. It could be paranormal activity. Ryan says, it looks like the cover of an Ed Sheeran album. It does. Uh, two or three people have said it's a Formula One car. Have a look for yourself. It's amazing how simple fish fingers can transmit such coded messages. Kenneth says, it's saying to me, be one of us, Michael. Not sure what that means. Martin says, turn it 90 degrees. It's an F1 car. Another person going about Formula One. Dan Blood has been on. Crack your name there, Dan. Sound like a, a true crime author. Uh, he says, the fish fingers are saying, you're one fish finger short of two fish finger sandwiches. They're obviously advocating for the cricket stumps layout. It's a good point because Clodagh says on Twitter as well, were there seven fish fingers left in the pack or what's the reason behind choosing an odd number? So many questions. Don't turn your noses up at this in terms of the paranormal. People read tea leaves and that's, and that's just random things landing on the bottom of something, isn't it? So why not fish fingers? Why can't you go to your, your local clairvoyant and then they go to the freezer and just chuck them out on a bit of tinfoil and see what's happening? See who's coming through. Uh, Paul says, to me, they look like the Magnificent Seven. That's a very good point. Damien says, it's the Illuminati. A lot of people, though, still going on at Joe saying, seven fish fingers, what's happened to the rest of them? Why is there an odd number? What's going on? Joe has just responded, and he, and he makes a very good point here. This is Joe's steps of the building uh, statement to the press. We won't be taking any further questions. Joe says, I hate to get into fish finger semantics, but a pack of 15 snide ones from Lidl means there's two of us, and we end up with seven and a fight. There you go. Mystery solved. It's home time on a Tuesday night, dealing with the big issues as ever. The 
Home Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Just a quick question for you. Anyone else's kids playing up quite a bit at the moment? I think it's like the tail end of the lockdown thing. Everyone's slightly, you know, getting on each other's nerves. We've been cooped up together for a long time. Uh, our two-year-old is definitely starting to go through the terrible twos. It is a thing. Uh, and she, you know, she's a good girl in that, but just doesn't really listen to you. So, you know, if you're walking around town, you wanted to walk along with you, I'm there pushing the buggy with a uh, scooter over my neck, which is just how it is these days. They want to go three yards on the scooter, then they give it to you. But if she tries to walk off, I'll be like, hey, no, Thea, you'll go in the buggy, no. And then she just shuffles off without listening to me. So I end up putting her in the buggy. And that's that's the most I can do. Maybe taking a saurine bread off her, that's, that's the most of a punishment I can do. However, and I was talking to my brother about this the other day, I specifically remember my mum threatening to send me and my brother to boarding school when we were kids. Anyone else's parents do that? I think it might be an 80s threat genuinely think it might be an 80s threat and to the point and this is honestly true my mum went through this unbelievable charade of and there was clearly no one on the end on the other line but we didn't know this because we were only like nine or ten she phoned up in inverted commas the boarding school to book us in for like a day to have a look around ahead of being fully interned there and we were both on the stairs just going like oh my god so 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 do parents do that anymore is boarding school still the threat it used to be or is it just an 80s thing Please clarify. Obviously, I don't know whether I'm going to try the boarding school threat on Thea. She's only two. She would just probably look at me and throw a plastic dinosaur at me. She doesn't understand. But maybe it is a thing of a, of a previous generation. 8, 12, 15, to text the show, when you were a kid, did your parents used to threaten you with boarding school? Yes or no? The amount of people who got in touch is unbelievable. It's still alive and well, folks. Ian in Stevenage says, Bush, me and my sister were also threatened with boarding school back in the 80s. But with my kids, I just threatened to turn the Wi-Fi off. Seems to work. How times change. Good point. Uh, Richard from Brighouse says, uh, my mum used to threaten me with the children's home. A little bit Angela's Ashes or a little bit Charles Dickens like. Andy in Glasgow says, Bush, my parents threatened boarding school in the mid-90s. And followed through with their threat. I spent two years at boarding school. There you go. They actually did follow through with it. It wasn't just an empty threat. Kate says, hi, slightly different. Uh, but when I was younger and I used to misbehave, mum used to shout at me. And then I used to threaten her back by saying I was going to phone Childline. Do you remember that one with Esther Ranson? Uh, she used to pass me the house phone and tell me to fill my boots. I love that. Brinkmanship of the highest order. And this text says, uh, I threatened my four and six-year-old with the naughty boys home. Is that even a thing? He says, it's all I've got left. They offer a pickup service now from the door. That's the extra dad level of scare factor tactics that they're using there. So come on then. It seems the threatening of boarding school is alive and well in 2020. Uh, if you use it on your kids in the present day, 8, 12, 15, or if you are still traumatised by your parents threatening you with it, get in touch. It's therapy. In fact, free therapy on a Tuesday night. And it gets worse. Some of this stuff's unbelievable. Uh, this text says, Bush, when we were misbehaving as kids, my parents used to tell us that if we didn't behave, the same fate would befall us as it had to our big brother Fred, in inverted commas, who was once so naughty, they had driven to the nearest forest there to be taken by the wolves. This is unbelievable. Hashtag grown up in the 80s, they say. And then there's this text, which is definitely the weirdest. Thing. That was quite weird about big brother Fred, but this is going to give you nightmares. Laura says, and I've had a look on Laura's Twitter account. She seems fairly respectable. She says, when we were kids, we were threatened with baldy school. <laughs> if we didn't behave... We'd have our heads shaved and sent there. My, my, my dad picked out a random building and <laughs> told us that was Baldy School. Me and my brother got the fright of our lives when a bald-headed man came out. Honestly, I, 
I genuinely think that's going to give all of us some form of a long-term psychological effects, even just picturing that in our minds. There you go, folks. You're listening to Home Time, home of the Baldy School. Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Busy old home time show on this Tuesday night. Don't forget, loads of stuff going on. Uh, before the end of the hour, hopefully, I should have finished painting a picture of Ringo Starr on the back of this goo cheesecake ramekin because I've got loads of them in the house because I've been eating way too much during lockdown. Uh, to celebrate a different Absolute Radio station from our family of stations each and every day. Tonight, it's Absolute Radio 60s. You voted for Ringo Starr because this is his 80th birthday. Hopefully, I'll have that done before 6 o'clock. Keep your comments coming in. Uh, if your parents ever threatened you, hypothetically, with being taken to a boarding school when you were kids, is it an 80s threat or not? Thank you to Amanda, who said that her mum and dad actually drove her uh, to park up outside a boarding school to have a look at it, in inverted commas, before driving off again as a means of parental control. Unbelievable, some of the stuff they used to get up to in the 80s. It's like someone out of Angela's Ashes, this. Uh, meanwhile, as well, other thing we've been talking about is the strange collection of fish fingers in uh, my friend Joe's grill pan. Is it a message? Have a look on Twitter. Have a look on Facebook. Are they arranged in a strange Aztec way? Mickey says it's the Athens Parthenon signalling the missing Elgin marbles. Maybe it's saying it wants them back. It could be. Jim Bourne says, no, I think this is Villa's new defensive formation for the remainder of the season. That's a low blow. Uh, Producer Nick is a Villa fan. He's a little bit tender at the moment. Actually, I'm an Everton fan. We lost last night. and There's been a few people having a pop at them as well. David Crane says, it looks a bit like Johnny Five from Short Circuit. It does a bit, actually. Remember him, little robot? Kind of crazy voice. Uh, And Martin Dunn has sent in a photo of, uh, he says, I'm I'm imagining this screen when I see the fish fingers. Do you remember the bat and ball game from Atari? Any kids moaning about the dynamic lighting in Fortnite? or uh, Red Dead Redemption or something like that on their PlayStations. Think about how it used to be when I was a kid. The main game of the Atari, which is the only computer I remember that's actually got wood as its outer casing. It's got like teak. It was bat and ball, a computer version of bat and ball. It does look like that. Have a little look. See for yourselves. Just in the tail end of that song, I have finished the picture of Ringo Starr celebrating Absolute Radio 60s and the fact that it's Ringo's 80th birthday today. I'm sure Ringo will be over the moon to know that I've just painted him onto the back of a ramekin pot from a chocolate cheesecake. It's what he would have wanted. Thank you for voting for that. Tomorrow night we'll be doing a different digital station. We'll see where we get to. Uh, as the set gets bigger, we're adamant on yesterday from Absolute 80s. What will it be tomorrow? If you have a look at my little Ringo star picture, uh, have a little look on Twitter right now, at Absolute Radio, or if you follow me, at Bush on the radio. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. It's home time. the soundtrack to your Tuesday night. And every night this week, I'm uh, giving a different presenter from the Absolute Radio family three rings just to see how they're getting on as we head towards getting back to a bit of normality the weird thing is for us probably the same with you with your workplace is that we've not not actually physically met up or seen each other for absolutely ages so listen let's do three rings and reveal who we've got on the line tonight it's jay lawrence jay lawrence hey jay good to see you man well good to hear from you how are you doing good man how are you how's things how are everton doing Listen, I knew it would only be seconds. I've almost had a sweepstake how long it would take you, you flipping Liverpool fan, to put that one in the mix. <laughs> OK, so let's just get this straight out of the way at the beginning. You obviously cock a hoop that your team Liverpool won the league at a canter. How do you feel about all of that, the football and everything? 
Ecstatic, mate. But I'll tell you what was weird. Being a Liverpool fan is obviously is obviously great. But the one thing that has been weird about this season, obviously, is is that you've known that we're going to win the Premier League for about four months. So it wasn't much yes. of a surprise, to be honest. I mean, that is, okay. that's not a bad thing, is it, to be honest? No, I feel bad for you guys. Oh, dear. The surprise is ruined. <laughs> How are you? How do you sleep at night, Jay? Although, I've got, to, I've got to take issue with you. I swear I saw a picture of you on social media channels of you wearing a Norwich top. Now, what, what's going on there? What is this, a second team? So, yeah, I, I am totally on board with having second teams. I lived in Norwich <sighs> uh, for a few years. You know, they're my second team because of it. No, yes, no, no, they, they were in the same league now. Back in the day, obviously, they, they weren't. When I started, you know, saying that they're my second team. I think second teams are okay. So I think that for you, Bush... Liverpool should be your second team. Not in a million years. I, I, can I just say right now, second teams is not okay. It's it's not fine. So what, you were in your Norwich top. Why did you decide to put your Norwich top on that day and not your Liverpool top? Can What's I be the complete, criteria? Can I be completely honest with you? Go on then. So I was going for a run. Yeah. And I didn't want anyone to shout horrible things at me for wearing a <laughs> Liverpool top. So I thought, let's yes. put on a Norwich top. Because <laughs> no, unless, unless there's an Ipswich fan round about Amazing. London at some point, I think we're going to be okay. That is brilliant. That's, that has literally made my Tuesday night, you saying that, Jay. <laughs> Obviously, Jay, through the decades is going great guns. Just tell everyone about it when, it, when it's on, what it's about, and where you can hear it. So 10 p.m. every single night on Absolute Radio. Essentially, it's, it's like a, I like to put it as like a time-travelling trip. I'm Marty McFly in this situation, and nice. I play one song from each decade from the 60s to now. So one song from each of Absolute Radio's decade stations. So we start in the 60s, you know, bust through the 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s and 20s, all non-stop to start the show. So it's good, you know, hear the evolution of music, hear how certain bands influence other bands. I love that. So that's 10 p.m. each evening. And um, we asked Champers this last night. What are you having for your tea, Jay? What are you having? So I'm not much of a cook, but over the last few weeks, me and my girlfriend have got some of these boxes in. They ship some ingredients and all that. So today we're making piri piri chicken, yeah. uh, chips, and I'm more excited about this one, an apple slaw. What the hell is an apple slaw? It's like coleslaw, but yeah. with apple. Okay, fantastic. So you're just like getting involved in like the home, the home life type stuff, aren't you? Really, you're just, uh, just chilling out whilst this whole lockdown's on. I have cleaned more than I ever have in my life. I have cooked more than I ever have in my life. <laughs> so it's good in the sense that that's being done. But that's about it. <laughs> that's it. Well, listen, good to have you on the show tonight from 10 o'clock through the decades. Don't miss it. Jay Lawrence, thank you very much. Cheers, Bush. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. See what I also really appreciate is people taking the time to text into this show. Uh, and yesterday, last night, you remember I was saying that I'm sick of being scared of spiders. I want to try and fall back in love with spiders. Because when I was a kid, I felt like Huckleberry Friend, kind of climbing trees and, you know, mucking around in nature. Not in a weird way, just kind of out in the fields, that kind of stuff. What can I do to kind of get back okay with spiders again, get back in their good books? And a load of texts coming. We didn't have a chance to read them on the show. So just a few. Helen said, uh, my message to you is go to a zoo and visit the insect house. Now, this is the thing. I normally whiz past this bit because I don't like the idea of it. So she says, spend some time there. You need to face your fear head on. A keeper may be able to help you by placing a spider on your hand. I'm not sure about that, mate. You had me up until spider on my hand. So this is not going to work. Uh, this one says, spiders, you can fall in love with spiders again just by keeping your, telling yourself that they are here to help catch flies that annoy you by buzzing around your windows. Very good point. Neil Miller there from Chorley in Lancashire. And... Bazza says, spiders, get a cat. They will deal with the spiders in an entertaining, watchable event on a nightly basis. 
Uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not telling you what I was after, but I love the sentiment, the fact that cats chasing spiders around is better than pay-per-view or Sky Sports. Thanks for getting in touch. Hopefully, I'll be a bit more okay with them if I try and put my mind to it in the future. It's home time on a Tuesday night. Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. That's your lot. Cheers for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have anything you want to talk about, I'm flying on my own this week without Richie. So any steer or anything you've noticed, I love your observations on stuff. It makes the job worthwhile. All you got to do is drop us an email. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Hands Back again tomorrow. Have the music interview. Subscribe, rate, review.